Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Yo, what up, Jordan? Jordan, can you give me a, a head, uh, thumbs up if you guys let me know where, if you can hear me all right? The echo's okay, the sound is okay. Getting set up in the new house, YSN underscore DNL. Welcome. Uh, Kabir, welcome to the live. CB1413, what's going on? Moose, Moose fan, Mouse fan, welcome. A.Nunez, what up? Guys, you can see I'm in my son's, I'm in my son's uh, stroller, because I'm still getting moved into my new place. Yo, what up, Andy? Welcome, man. Um, yeah, getting set up and moved in to my new place out here in Maryland, in D.C. So finally get out, got out of the hotel. You guys know the last couple of lives has been out of the hotel, and now I'm in my house, but none of my stuff is here. Uh, Kabir, welcome. Solomon, let me see if I can pull up my, oh, my computer's dead. My computer's probably dead. Yo, welcome to the live. You guys know what it is. I am Haley. Guys, let me, give me some thumbs up. Jesus hands, clappy hands or something. If you can hear me all right, if everything's okay. And also, let me know where you're calling in from, where you're joining us in live. We're building a community out here. 305 The King, welcome to the live. Chev, join, what up? Okay. Awesome, you guys can hear me. Is the echo and all that in here? I can hear an echo a little bit. Is it, can you hear that over on your guys' side? Las Vegas, all right. CB, yes, what up? The King, 305 The King. It's the 702, okay. Legendary, welcome. <laughs> I like that. Uh, welcome to the live, Jesus Hands, yeah, this is uh, Washington DC. Oh, hey, what up? CB, welcome. Guys, everyone is joining in Vegas out here. That's two Vegas shots. Repping Washington, North Carolina. All right, all right. That's what's up. Guys, oh, I'm out here in um, Maryland. I'm based in DC, Washington, DC. So I'm playing for DC United now. If you didn't know, welcome to the live. Guys, you know what it is. It is the Ask a Soccer Pro Show. I think we're in episode 19. Let me look that up. Let me look that up. Well, while I'm looking that up, you guys know what it is. It's the Ask a Soccer Pro Show. I'm your host, Quincy Ameriqua. 10 year, no, huh? Into year 11 of my MLS, Major League Soccer career. I currently play for DC United out here in Washington, DC. And we are well into our year 
until the, until the to the year right now. And you guys know what it is. The Ask a Soccer Pro Show is where I go deep into the MSL. I know I said I play in the MLS, but what I've really been playing for over a decade is MSL, the Mental Strength League. And that's what the Ask a Soccer Pro Show is about. On top of getting your questions answered by a 10-year pro in the game, sharing my experience and what I've learned over a 10-plus year career professional and at the four years collegiately, I'll talk to you guys about the Mental Strength League. It's a game I've developed in my own mind that has allowed me to achieve my 10 year plus career and my successes off of the field. You guys know what it is. We talk about ways to overcome temporary obstacles because there's nothing, there's no such thing as a problem. There's only a temporary obstacle, one you will navigate around over or run right through. All you have to do is develop the mental capacity to assess the issue that currently lays in front of your face and execute a plan of attack and overcome it. So guys, you know what it is. We're out here dropping conspiracies. We're out here dropping mental strength knowledge. And we're out here getting better every single day. Let me look up Soccer Pro. I wanna make sure I'm, cause uh, you guys know Katie helped me get the live replays um, recorded. So we post them over on the uh, Perfect Soccer YouTube account. So I'll give a quick shout out to the Perfect Soccer YouTube account. Guys, you know what it is. You, the 24-hour live replay of our Ask a Soccer Pro Show uh, goes live on the Perfect Soccer account right after we're done with this. But then we also record the live replays and upload them directly over onto the YouTube channel. Um, I'm going to start doing it where we can get it on the following Thursday, but right now we're a couple weeks behind. So, obviously, if you want to get this knowledge straight off the dome and join in with our community right away, Durf13, welcome, Yoga, welcome, Desh, Deshan, Rio. Welcome. Uh, you guys know you gotta join us live every Thursday at 6 p.m. PST, so I'm happy to have you. Uh, we're nine o'clock Eastern out here. I'm on the Easter coast, East Coast time, but we started this show on the West Coast, so we keep we keep the time there. So, the reason why I'm trying to find, sorry, I'm kind of back and forth right now, I'm trying to find what episode we're on is so we can know what today's theme is. Because you guys know, uh, or if you don't know, I've got this thing called the AmeriCorps process. It's a seven step process that I've developed over the course of my life. It's really my life's work, guys. That has been the A-B split testing of all of my ideas and implementation of all of the little strategies and stuff I've uh, been testing over the course of my life. And uh, you know, the first three steps is the three S's of self-awareness. We've talked about that at length. Self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. Uh, the last three lives, we've gone over the first three, first three themes of that and how to develop that. So if you guys haven't watched those replays, I definitely recommend you watch those. And today's theme continues on with, um, with the seven step process. And let's make sure, I wanna make sure I'm on the right one. Yes, because I don't wanna skip a step, guys. Yeah, so last week we went over self-accountability, step three of the seven-step process, and today's theme is growth mindset. So step four is creating and having a growth mindset. And uh, always being open, always being a student, always, always believing there's more to learn, there's more you can do, and you can always be and, try, and strive to be better than who you were yesterday. The only person you are in competition with is who you were yesterday. That's the only person you're trying to beat, and that's 
where your mind needs to be and it, it doesn't need to be, but having that mindset will give you the greatest number of opportunities to find success in whatever it is you're doing, both on and off the field. I know the name of our company is Perfect Soccer, and I do get some, some, some people saying, hey, no one's perfect, nothing's perfect, da 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 da. Yeah, perfect is something where we always are hoping to strive for every day. We're striving for perfection, but it's a goal that we know we can never achieve. So it allows us to enjoy the process of striving for perfection daily. The only person we're trying to beat is who we were yesterday. And that's what we're doing here. So guys, thank you so much for joining us for another live. And as always, drop your questions in the live and we'll get interacting over here. Um, 305, the king asks, what position do you play? I play a uh, striker, target striker forward. So I like to play with my back to goal, hold up play, and get other people um, involved in the game. Yes, that's right, Jeffrey. See, that's what I'm saying. The community's out here helping each other get the information over to everyone as needed. So like I said, today's theme is growth mindset, guys. I've, um, uh, I over, so what I'm doing is I'm getting better at, uh, on my personal account on the day, I'll make sure to uh, I make sure to drop so you guys can see. I make sure to drop the questions for the live so you guys can one I can see how many of you guys are going to plan on joining in live, but also uh, give you guys an opportunity to kind of get your responses in. So I can make sure I stay interacting on the live. I know I would scroll up before and I wouldn't be able to say what's up to the people as they're joining the live and also see the conversations you guys are having in real time. So um, I do my best to get to the questions here, but if you're also, to make it easier, I've got the questions get sent in over on my personal account. And I'm even thinking about doing it on Twitter. I'm keeping it all on Instagram because it just makes it easier. Everyone's on Instagram right now. Um, so let's see, Kabir asked, what, was it hard to get into the MLS league? Um, was it hard? So at the time when I joined the league, obviously the league was like up and coming, but yeah, it was, it was hard, but for different reasons. Like, let's say the quality of player when I first came to the league wasn't as high as the quality of player and the level of the league is, as it is right now. But because it was up and coming and growing at the time, it was hard for different reasons. Like. Minimum salary at that time was like $18,000 a year. Guys could be under a full contract and still like apply for food stamps. Uh, that made it difficult. Uh, you were on semi-guaranteed contracts at the time. So what that meant was um, uh, the team could cut you at any point in time and you immediately would not no longer be getting paid. Not only were you no longer getting paid, the, the league the league still owns your rights, so if you went overseas and signed with another club or another organization, the club who cut you, who is no longer paying, was able to claim transfer fee or still maintain your rights at the time. So there was a lot of there was a lot of things that made it difficult for many different reasons back then. Um, but yeah, just like at any level professionally, yes, it is difficult to get going. Uh, Isaac, welcome. Five Hara, join. Oh, hello. I haven't seen you before. Uh, Daisy.Leonardo, welcome. Ferdy G, welcome. Um, what advice do you have? Uh, AJ Forma Jax asks, what advice do you have for all purpose players that want to go pro? Here's one thing that I'll, I'll let you know. Um, what is it? Jack of all trades, master of none. In my opinion, in my experience, if the goal, and the goal here on this account, um, not only in just uh, or 
Fern calling from Riverside, California. Yeah, shout out. My sister went to uh, UC Riverside. Um, so like I said, the goal here is to develop, develop uh, a positive growth mindset that you can apply both on and off the field, right? So a lot of the problem or a lot of the issues and things that you run into on the field that you're having difficulty overcoming tend to be very closely related to the types of things that you're running into off of the field. So I look at the soccer field as an opportunity to test your ideas uh, of mentalities of strategies of tactics, see what works and what doesn't, and then apply that off of the field. So to answer your question, um, if the goal is to create is the highest probability chance that you have of making it to the professional level, in my opinion, the best way to go about doing that is to specialize in something that you are so good at that when someone looks at you, they know if you are if you're a part of their system or you're not a part of their system. I've seen too many guys, and Ross could probably explain this to you as well too, because this I think this is a problem that Ross ran into over his career. He was considered a utility player, and utility players are great, but the problem is the utility player is always expendable. The utility player is always the person that when you know there's a tough decision to be made or there's not really sure each way to go, you're the first person that is push to the side and the reason for that is because there's no conviction as to why they have you other than being utility, being a utility person. Now I'm not saying that that's right and I'm not saying that it's wrong. What I'm saying is um, in this game, you have to understand that you're also having to overcome the mentality, mindset, and ideas of other people around you. A lot of other people have influence and say as to whether you get to play or don't play and it has a lot of time, absolutely nothing to do with your overall abilities or skills, right? I'm sure many of you have had a coach that you believe is out to get you or doesn't like you or whatever, and that can be true, but that doesn't change the fact that you still have to deal with them. You have to figure out a way to work with them, and you can't allow what they think of you or what they're doing to you to affect the work that you're putting in to get yourself to the next level. So having said that, um, be so good at one thing that when, when a, a coach or a system needs that one thing, they have to have you, they have to pick you, right? Um, for instance, I'm a hold up target striker. I like to play with my back to the goal. I like to hold up the ball and get guys involved in the play underneath me. Um, I like to um, create opportunities for those around me. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't bode well for um, a coach or a system that requires the forward to be a number 10 playmaker and drop all the way back into the midfield and connect with the, with the back four and playing threading balls down the line. Um, I understand that. And I, when I show up, when someone shows up, what you want is you want the coach or whoever's there to know why they have you there or know why you're not a good fit there. You don't want to waste your time trying to become a good fit and trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's too many teams, there's too many opportunities, there's too many, there's too many avenues to go down to try to convince people of something. If you know your quality and you know what you're good at and you know where you stand, develop that, become so good at that that no one can question if you're better than, if anyone is better than you. And Five Hara, thank you for that. Guys, this is a great transition. So hopefully that answers your question. Five Hara, thank you very much for dropping the link right there. Uh, if you guys check out the link right there, perfectsoccerskills.com slash book. That is our book, The Perfect Soccer Player Blueprint. Master the nine keys to soccer success. You know the best part about the book, it's free. 
And that book kind of goes over the concepts and ideas that uh, you guys can be talking about here on the live, the Mental Strength League, but also uh, different things that you can do to improve the fundamentals of the game and uh, get that process going. So if you haven't got the book, guys, make sure you get the book. Most of all questions I ever answer have already been answered in that book. Uh, it's a great resource for you. And from there, you get access to our private Facebook group where you can get your individual questions answered um, if you follow the rules of the community. So we're building that up as well too. Um, yeah. Let's see, Janelle joined, J Janelle? Maybe it's Janelle. Welcome to the live. Eden, Eden, happy to have you. J.I. Bria, what's going on? Um, what is your take on going straight pro or the college route? I'd say um, AJ Form Jack Ajax asked that. Um, I'd say at this point in time, it is a very um, is a very interesting time when it comes to that. Obviously, I came through the college system. And um, that's how I made it to the professional level. But since I went through the system, the system has changed quite dramatically. There's a lot more money in the league. There's a lot more attention and eyeballs on the MLS and the growth of the league. And I think there is a fundamental shift moving from college being the feeding system into the pro level to trying to turn academies and signing guys younger as the means of doing that. So, um, it's a difficult question to answer because it really comes down to your your specific um, individual uh, short-term and long-term goals. And uh, I don't want to use that as a cop-out to not answer the question, so let me give uh, some general answers there. Because I was talking with Ryan Johnson, he's a teammate I, I played with back in San Jose back in 2009. He's an agent now. He asked, actually sent me over, he sent me a text the other day asking me a, a similar question. And what I kind of said back to him was, if your family or yourself uh, values education highly, so let's say college education, and you understand the value of that, and you understand what it is you want to do once you're done playing soccer, obviously if you go pro, you want to play until you're 35, 40 years old, but even if you play all the way till you're 40, you still got however many years, 60 years to live after that. So you can't be a footballer your whole life. So having that in mind and understanding that, um, what are you giving up by not going to college if that's an option to you? Um, and is that worth what contract is being offered to you right now and the opportunity that's being offered to you right now? I'd say many things that you have to be cognizant of and mindful of is we're still early in the development of youth players here in America. So there isn't much opportunity for you to get the gains that you need to gain the experience necessary to play at this level, at least right now. As opposed to other leagues in the world that have a much more established you know, youth system and academy system that they pull players through, they develop them, and then they eventually sell them. Here in the States, you can see we're starting to sell players, but that hasn't been the business model of the league. Um, and I don't think that's the focus of the league, at least uh, in the short term. Um, so because of that, being mindful of if and when you do sign a contract or you're thinking about leaving or not going to college and going pro, um, understanding that um, what you really need to develop as a player is games, and that's the one thing that you get the least of as a young player in the league as it stands. So when you're doing that or you're deciding to make that decision, you have to be mindful of all those variables and then make the decision that aligns with what, what you feel is best for you. Um, 
Yeah. Having said all that, it's very difficult. Uh, it's very difficult for a young player who has a professional contract in front of their face to say no in exchange for going to college. So it's not that I don't understand the difficulty in that. I just hope that you have a network of individuals and people around you who are looking out for what's best for you long term, as well as you know what you may or may or may not want in the short term. So hope that answers your question. Um, let's see, hey guys. So let's. Uh, I'm going to jump over to. Um, I'm gonna jump over to the questions that came in through Instagram. So let's see what we got here. Um, let's see what we got. Um, oh, YS, YSN underscore DNL said he has soccer practice, so he's gonna miss the live, but no worries, you can catch the replay and shout out you. If you end up watching the replay, screenshot this and tag me in it and I'll reshare you. Um, el.darro asked, um, how do you overcome doubt either self or external when you were trying to go pro? Um, that's a, for me and you guys kind of know my story. I, my goal wasn't, wasn't that, not at all. wasn't even thinking about going pro. I wasn't trying to go pro. That wasn't the end goal. I was using soccer as a means to pay for my education. I was taking pre-med classes and my, my plan was to go to medical school and become a doctor. Um, but what you guys do know is my approach and my process every single day and time I ever stepped out on the soccer field was to never leave the soccer field having felt I could have given more effort or tried harder. And that's all I focused on. And because of that, becoming a pro became an option and an opportunity. It was along my mile, it was a, it was a milestone along my, um, my process of, of execution over time. Um, so I wanted to make sure I preface that before I answer this question in terms of answering how do you uh, overcome doubt external and internal when, when on your process to go pro or even stay at the pro level or any of that. And that's, that comes down from the perspective you take on understanding the only thing within your control is the effort, energy, time, and dedication you can commit to your craft. And, um, I feel like the I feel as though those who are doubting their own abilities and what they can do what they're doing tend to spend a lot of time doing so because they're not spending most of their time doing the things necessary to to uh, avoid that doubt in the future. So let me get more clarity on that so you fully understand what I mean by that. Um, thinking about how thinking about doubting yourself and your abilities and what you're doing happens. I, that happens to me as well too. But the moment I, I think about that and I self-reflect, I immediately go to step one and I go at self-honesty. My first step, like I'm telling you, everything I do goes back to my seven-step process. So if I'm feeling self-doubt, what I do is I, I self-reflect. I go, let me be honest with myself. Okay, is this feeling of self-doubt justifiable? Does it make sense? Should I be doubting myself right now? Maybe I see something that makes me doubt myself, like a player does a, is playing at a level that now all of a sudden I'm going like, oh crap, you know, they're ahead of me. They're, they're doing things that I'm not keeping up with. And if, if I'm not, if I don't maintain or get to that level, I won't be around here long. 
Like that happens, right? So that's an immediate check. But the first question is I go, okay, is it justifiable? Yeah, okay, that guy, he's playing at a, a high level and if this is the level I'm at, I'm not there right now. Okay, that's okay, that is okay, because I'm self-reflecting, I'm just being honest. Okay, I'm not at the level I need to be right now, but that doesn't mean I can't be at that level. And I think that's the part that a lot of players and people struggle with, is they immediately think, because I can't do what I think I need to do now, that automatically assumes it means I can't do it later, or I'm not capable of doing that in the future. And that is a mistake. The reason that person is there is because they did things to get themselves there. So if you can understand what they did, and you do what they did, or you do more than what they did, or better than them, you can get to where they are and you can pass them. But if you allow the idea or thought of them being ahead of you now be a detractor from doing what you need to do to get there, then of course that's true. And your self-doubt is going to keep you where you are. So understand it from that perspective. Self-doubt is really meant to keep you where you are. So you want to use it as a, as, a, as a tool to propel you forward. So you go, okay, I'm doubting myself. This level is pretty high. Self-honesty. Am I where I need to be to compete at this level? Answer is no. Okay, next question of self-honesty. Am I willing to do what's necessary to get to that level? If the answer is yes, check. Step one, complete. Self-honesty, complete. Step two, self-initiative. Action. What am I going to do? What steps am I going to take to get myself to the next level? Okay, these guys, for instance, for me, when I show up, especially with how the league is transitioning over time, it is getting much more tactical and technical as the years have gone on. When I first came into the league, it was much more about athleticism, strength, speed. Now it's a lot more about soccer IQ, uh, movement off the ball, and um, technical ability, right? So that's a complete 180 from how I came up playing the game. Well, I can make an excuse and say, oh, this is crap and this is whatever. Or I can say, okay, the game has changed. So I must adapt and change my game. I'm, and what, what parts of my game do I need to change? But what, do I, what parts are a staple of my game and, and are valuable to me and what do I need to maintain? Right? That's, again, step self-honesty. So you're assessing. You're figuring this out. Then you're saying, okay, self-initiative. What action am I going to take? What am I going to do? For instance, me. I know I need to take additional touches. I make sure I'm getting at least 500 to 1,000 more touches every single day before training even starts. Because I understand the level, the technical ability of the guys I'm playing with now. Right? They got those hundreds and thousands of touches when they were younger, growing up. Something that I might not have, I, I, I didn't do. And I, I, could, I could rely on my athleticism, my, my abilities, or the cross-training that I would do because I wasn't focusing on that. But that doesn't change the fact that I still need to put that work in. And just because I'm older, and this is to the theme of growth mindset, just because I'm older doesn't mean I can't do and I don't do the drills of the young guys. And I don't put in extra work. And that I'm still not hungry to improve myself every day. There are no excuses. There are no excuses. Uh, there are plenty of excuses, but none that are worth... Uh, there's... There's excuses that can sound really great, but it doesn't matter because an excuse is just a reason why you, you can't do something or you won't do something. Um, all I need is one reason why you will do it. There's a million reasons why you can't. Focus on the one reason why you can and you will. Um, yeah, so you're taking the self-initiative, check. Okay, I needed to get in an extra 500 to 1,000 touches every single day before, before training. That's what I'm going to do. But more importantly, self-accountability, step three. We talked about this last week. 
it does me no good to take action and do 500, 1,000 touches and extra drill work before training one day a week, right? Once every month. No, I have to hold myself accountable to it. I need to, I need to put forth a plan so I'm doing that consistently over time, which transitions into exponential versus linear thinking that we've talked a lot about here on the live. Results are exponential, guys. And it only is the result of doing consistent small things well over time. It compounds. That's how it works. And um, if you don't know that that's how it works, it's because you haven't done anything consistently for long enough to see the results. So change your mindset, change your future. Let's see. Um, what else? This is a good question, Elle. Um Oh, okay. I think this one's a decent one too. Um, hard H A A R D I K O four on Instagram asks, "Is it good to be hungry for individual awards?" That's a good one because we are playing a team sport here, right? And I think it is. I think you need um, individual motivating factors for why you're going to put in the work every single day. Now, if it's awards and accolades, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I don't think it's terrible to want to have. Yo, what up, Zoltan? Welcome to the live, bro. Hey, happy to have you. Guys, my teammate Zoltan, he's a member of MSLFC, undefeated. We won in practice today, 3-0. Man's was on fire, as per usual. We've been talking a lot about the league and all the rules and how everything uh, works out here. Love the support, brother. Thanks for joining me. Guys, drop that man a follow if you haven't already. He is the truth. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one -on -one directly? Now you can with Be Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash bpro. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Um, what was I talking about? Yeah, no, I think it's okay to be good for uh, individual awards, but I don't believe it's okay to be so focused on them that you're willing to be a cancer on the team. I played with a lot of, I wouldn't say I played with a lot. I played with a few players who are definitely not good for the locker room. You know, like, um, you don't want to be a culture killer. You don't want to be the guy, or, or maybe you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to tell you how to navigate, to be honest, because I've seen a lot of guys find success, let's say, on, from, uh, make a lot of money being that guy. So, I mean, if your goal is just to make a lot of money, you don't really care what people think of you. As I say, you shouldn't care what people think of you, right? Um, but more importantly, you don't care. I think the thing for me is if you don't care about building relationships with people, you don't care about like maybe your reputation or your transition post-soccer career, that's a strategy and something that works as well too. I know some guys who are definitely just... I'm here to get my money. I don't care about anybody else. I don't care what you think about me. I'm super selfish. I'm going to get my goals. I'm going to get my money and I'm going to move on because I'm never going to see any of you guys again anyway. So I don't care. And I can respect that. I mean, I get it. I understand why some guys do that. Um, this game is competitive and, and that's, you know, that's their, their life and their, their career. 
Um, me on the other hand, like I said, guys, I'm a long-term thinker and um, the relationships with the individuals and people that I've been building over the course of my career, I believe are, I, I, I believe are very valuable and um, I'm grateful for them and I'm happy to, I'm happy to continue to build those. Like, like shout out Zoltan. Like I just met Zoltan these last couple months. We've uh, had a lot of great conversations and I, I value that relationship and I value that much more than I value, you know, being a total, you know, horrible person and, you know, only for me and none for you. Like I think, I think that it's not a zero sum game. I think there's win-win situations everywhere. And, uh, I hope to create a community that further showcases that. So, um, yeah, five Hara, we'll have to, okay, I'll have to get Zoltan on here one time and he can kind of share a story and stuff. Um, where he's, he's played in multiple places all over the world and stuff. Uh, Michael, what's up? Happy to have you. Uh, Ghost. Stario says, does playing with older, oldest people help get better? Yeah, playing with older people. I, I know you meant. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, playing with older people, I would say, yes, generally makes you better in the sense that they tend to have more experience than you. So um, it's going to force you to step up to grow, which is in alignment with our theme today, growth mindset, right? So you want to put yourself in situations that forces you to grow, that forces you to to improve, to adapt, to change, to overcome. Doing so will build up your resilience, your self-confidence, and your ability to be a problem solver. Um, I think that that's, that's the key. Like Learning and figuring out how to solve problems and be, being creative in doing so, I feel is a hallmark of uh, intelligence. And I think uh, smarter players last longer, both on and off the field. The Wake and Bakers <laughs> joined, welcome. Uh, be Beach, Beecher Lewis. How many times a day did you play before you played in college? Um, like your daily schedule. Oh, I'd say when I was when I was growing up. When I was growing up, we had we had club. I played for my club soccer team, and I played high school as well too. So let's say high school was every day, and then club was after. So there's some overlap. So sometimes it's like high school every day and then club after. But I, I played multiple sports. I did a lot of stuff. So I did like track and field. I really love track and field. I did uh, pole vault, triple jump, long jump, hurdles. Um, I did high jump back in high school and stuff. Discus, uh, shot put. Like pretty much any and every single uh, track sport you could do. I did, but um, so let's say we'd have PE in the afternoon then I'd have whatever sport I was playing. So it was either um, Football, American football, so I played football, I was wide receiver, uh, high school soccer, or track. So it would be PE, physical education, then you'd have track practice, and then after track practice, three days a week, I'd then drive straight to uh, club soccer practice. You'd do club, club soccer practice, then on the weekend, on the weekends, we'd travel down south to go to my club soccer tournaments. So that's what my schedule looked like from a sports perspective. Um, Compared to what I would recommend younger kids doing on a daily in terms of like uh, daily drills and skills to be doing on their own. Like, so if you guys watch our One Skill, One Drill series over on YouTube, uh, Ross has been doing a series called uh, No Room, No Problem. He's out in Chicago with very limited, like, like the weather's not great. So he's doing a lot of like touch work and ball work inside the room. 
I definitely recommend if your goal is to play college or pro one day that you're doing technical drill work, ball work, touches on the ball every day, like five days, six days a week um, for at least, you know, at least 20 to 30 minutes a day, at least um, if you're serious about getting to that level. And that's not including, you know, your practices and your games. That's just individual technical, technical work for you on your own. And then I would also recommend 20 to 30 minutes a day learning the IQ side of the game. So that would be uh, Tactical Tuesdays. So our series over on YouTube called Tactical Tuesdays, that's gonna help your soccer knowledge and soccer IQ. Um, I'm not one who thinks you need to be spending six hours a day training and all that, but I do think you should be doing a little bit every single day. So if you're doing 20 minutes of individual ball skill work, uh, technical touches and that on your own, and studying the game at least 20 to 30 minutes every every single day, so that's just like watching our series on uh, In Depth with Ross and Tactical Tuesday, that, I believe, you do that every single day for two, three years, you are going to significantly, significantly leapfrog the people and players around you and you will get to whatever level it is you're wanting to do. Um, I just say, I'm saying in two to three years, you will see the dramatic improvement in your game and it's only gonna encourage you to want to do more um, and stick to it. M.A.S. Journalist, welcome, happy to have you. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Alves asked, um, what's your thoughts on the 10,000 rule, 10,000 hour rule? I'd say there's something to that. Um, I don't think it's a necessarily just getting to 10,000 hours. Luis Felipe! Welcome, burr, 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 burr. So guys, you go give my man's Luis Felipe a follow. I played with him out in San Jose as well too. So he's out in San Jose doing his thug fizzle. Happy to see you on the live, man. Thank you for the support, I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, it's awesome seeing my teammates joining them live. See, guys. That, that speaks to what I'm talking about. The relationships I've built with the with my teammates over the years is super valuable to me, and I, I wouldn't trade any individual accolades um, in in the game in the game for that. I, I know there are many players who probably would. You know, they've got goals of you know playing for Real Madrid and Barcelona and playing in a World Cup and stuff, and that would be cool to do. I'm not saying I wouldn't want to do that or wouldn't be open to that. That's just never been my goal. Uh, my goal has been to, you know, use soccer as a means to to um, learn everything I can, implement my ideas, and create, create a community that I can build with and participate in well after my soccer career. So I'm happy to have you guys. You know, I'm super grateful that you guys even join me here on the live every single week so we can talk about these things and 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 learn from each other. So yeah, no, yeah, happy to answer. Uh, Beach Ice Isha, Matt, you know I always miss I-S-H-A-Q-M-U-T-A-Z, welcome. Um, Stra Strangy30, what's going on? Uh, Five Hara asks, why didn't you go to Europe? I never had like any real ambition to do that, to be honest. I, you know, when playing in MLS became an option, like when I got drafted and well, I got invited to the combine, I went to the combine, I did well enough at the combine that I got drafted. 
Um, that was the first time I really even thought about professional soccer and started learning about it. And I just kind of fell in love with MLS. I really liked the league. I liked the fact that I could be, I could help it grow. I could learn from the from the beginning, the people I was meeting along the way. And I played with a lot of players who played in Europe, you know, and, you know, would have easily and, you know, uh, would have easily put me in contact with people to make that happen and to, to like try that. But I just, I just enjoyed my league. Um, I've enjoyed being here and like, I haven't, I haven't had any ambition to play in Europe, to be honest with you. So like, um, I know it's on uh, uh, meme. Meme account dropped a drop an unpopular opinion. That's an unpopular opinion. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? I'm not saying that that's what you're saying, but I just haven't looked at soccer the way that many people do, and I think that's a big reason why I've been able to play professional as long as I have. Because I haven't been emotional about the decisions I make. I'm very methodic um, and um, purposeful in the decisions I make, and I have made. With my with my playing career, and I, I think a big reason why I've done that, and if I'm thinking about it more, why I stayed here in the states, is because I wanted to be an example for the guys who are coming through the system that they can be that they can stay in this league domestically, they can they can play here, but they can also build something outside of the game and focus on th and 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 build something build something outside of the game, build something for themselves beyond their careers and do so without fear or thinking that, you know, it's wrong or, or you have to focus only on soccer and that's the only way to be successful at it. That's not true. And uh, so that's what I'm doing. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, so we're going back through some of the ones. And guys, you know what it is. Uh, Instagram limits me to an hour for these shows, which is probably good because I've talked here off for like two or three hours. Um, I've got about 20 minutes left. And while, while we're going that, I'll pull a couple more questions over here from Instagram. Oh, and then I was going to show you. Working on some samples and getting the, ooh, so this might be the next gen ball, guys. Working on it. Ooh. So you see some of the stuff we've got going. You guys know, I never promote the store. You guys, if you like the merch, you support the brand, you like the message, you like what we're talking about, head over to um, perfectsoccerskills.com slash store. Grab yourself a tea. Grab yourself some merch. Grab yourself a perfect soccer soccer ball. High level, guys. High level. Um, the next ball probably won't come out for like a month or two, mainly because we'll sell through the inventory we have. But, Jeffrey, as you guys know, or you might not know, the perfect soccer soccer ball comes with a lifetime warranty. So, a uh, lifetime register warranty. So. Even the previous version of the ball, it's a very high quality, high, uh, high level version of the ball. And what we do is because when you guys buy the ball and you use the ball, I get your feedback. You tell me what you like, what you didn't like, how it works, how it holds up. And 
with that feedback, I go back, I work with our manufacturers, and I, and I just continually upgrade the ball. I continually upgrade and make it better. But so you guys don't sit back and never get a ball because you you know that a new ball and version is going to come out every time. I give you a lifetime warranty with the ball, register warranty. So if the ball uh, is defective or breaks down or messes up on you, you send us a message, you cover shipping and handling, and we get you another sent out and usually by the time that happens because the ball won't break down for a year or two or three some I mean the ball is getting pretty decent um, you'd get the new version so once if and when it breaks down there, I need to reshare on like my channel uh, something I can't remember the guy's name he got like one, some of our original versions of, of our ball back in like 2015 wow it's almost four years so he sent in a he sent an image. He bought a ten pack of our balls. And he sent he sent in an image of the ten balls that he had uh, that he had bought and used for the last like four years. They are so torn up and like worn out. Like he got his money's worth. He put his effort and everything into the ball, but he found claim warranty, and he got. 10 ball, obviously he covered the shipping and handling to get the 10 ball replacement balls sent out. But I don't think there's any other brand out there that's even remotely willing to do that, especially. If you guys see the, the pictures of these balls, these balls were definitely used and abused. But hey, so if you guys haven't got a ball, head over to perfectsoccerskills.com store, get yourself a ball, get out there, do our one skill one drills, do our tactic, uh, do our one skill one drills, put in the work, watch Tactical Tuesdays, all that good stuff. And once you've worn that ball out in a year, because I want to see the work, you get yourself a replacement. Well, no worries. Lifetime registered warranty. Uh, Soccer.highschool joined or HS joined. Uh, no worries being late, man. You made it. Happy to have you. Um, uh, is it good to join my, soc my school's football team if it sucks, or should I join my school's senior team and that's not good to you, though? You mean, like, American football or actual, like, football, soccer? Uh, let's see. What do we got over here? So over here on... Um, underscore young cat underscore over on Instagram asked how does how does the game change from youth to college to pro and where I would say is youth in college the game is much more fun and the reason why it's fun is because money's not involved and the reason why I say that is because once money's involved there's a different level of expectation on you and the players around you and the dynamics of how everything works um, it, at the youth and College at the youth level, it's definitely about development, or at least should pr primarily be about development and enjoyment of the game. Um, you're figuring out what you like about the game, what you're good at, what you want to get better at, and you know, enjoying yourself, which is what I love the most about youth soccer. College soccer is kind of at on steroids in the sense that it again should be about development, but it's having fun, enjoying the college experience, and then having like the camaraderie of the team. And since everyone, everyone's there for the 
college experience and no getting paid, you know, no one's making money. Everyone is like bought into, for the most part, is bought in on like the idea of trying to be the best team possible and win together collectively. There's not, there's not really as much of a, of a, you know, a fragmentation of guys locker room because you know it's not like you know I have a goal scoring bonus and this guy has an assist bonus and that guy has a gameplay bonus and this guy doesn't that guy wants to play this so he can make money and this guy's trying to get transferred so he doesn't give a crap about what's going on right here right now and you know what I'm saying like all those dynamics come into play once money is introduced at the pro level and that's why I say it's MSL because the game at the pro level is much, much more is played on the mental level than it is on the physical level. Which is why there are some guys who are extremely unathletic, aren't quick, aren't fast, aren't strong, but are some of the best players on the field. It's because mentally, they're many, many steps ahead um, of the competition. So that would be a synopsis of the difference between the youth, college, and pro level. Um, John, Jonath13, J-O-N-A-H-13 underscore asks, what do you plan on doing after your soccer career? I plan on doing this and uh, a lot more of this and probably working on a lot more of my businesses, dedicating a lot more time to them. Um, obviously, I, uh, I spend, I spend, I've, I and I've spent a decent amount of time in my free time over the course of my career um, just trying different things, trying different ideas, implementing things. But I'd say first and foremost, I'm an entrepreneur and um, I love I love investing, I love entrepreneurship, and I love like sharing what I've learned and and, and I'm just ridiculously curious and understanding people, how they think, why they think the way they do and um, how they do what they do. I've just, uh, I've always been fascinated with it. Um, I'm better learning like the positives of that, but also the negatives of that. Um, it can be annoying at times, I'm sure, to, to people. Um, but I think mainly more because they probably haven't met someone who's as curious about just, just being as curious. I guess I'm, I'm extremely on today's theme. I am extremely on the in the category of growth mindset. I approach every day as if it was like my my first day at practice in terms of like how I'm looking at the game, how I'm navigating. Like I like think of it this way: when you show up somewhere for the first time, maybe. Maybe you're a little bit nervous, you're not sure what to do. I wouldn't say like I'm, I'm nervous and stuff, but let's say you get a couple weeks into a new environment or something, you're probably extremely engaged, you're extremely tuned, tuned in, you're trying to learn all you can from everyone around you, you're trying to do as much extra work as you can on your own to set a good example and to improve, right? For me, I'm going, okay, for most people, maybe after six or seven weeks or two or three months or four months or five months that attitude changes the effort energy and 
you know, learning eye that they have for what they're doing changes. And that's very interesting to me. That is very interesting because um, what did you lose? What, what happened that caused you to do that? Was it you weren't, you were, you're actually be, actually weren't being who you were because being a student and open-minded and wanting to learn and being curious isn't actually who you are. It's only who you are in the short term because you want to get something out of it. You're only doing it because you because you think that's what it's necessary to get what you want. It's not because that's who you are or because you believe that's the right thing to do. Um, so I say MSL, long-term thinking. Uh, for me, I'm saying, no, at least for me, that is the approach I want to have because it's the right thing to do, not because I think I'm going to get something from it. So for me, I'm, I'm navigating, assuming that this is the right way to be in terms of this is how I want to navigate, this is how I want to operate, and this is how I feel others should operate and navigate with me. And just because you might not do that doesn't change what I'm going to do. Right? Just because you don't pick up your trash after eat on your tape at the table doesn't mean that I'm not going to. Right? Like, and just because you be there and I don't, I don't think you're a terrible or bad person either. Maybe, maybe you know something I don't know. So what I would literally do, and this, this is an example I'm coming off the top of my head, is I, I may, I'd ask you, hey. Why do you leave your trash on the table? Some people with a negative uh, mentality and the wrong perception would think of that as an attack, me attacking them. Like, hey, why are you leaving that there? But like I told you, I'm extremely curious. So I'm going like, oh man, is there something about leaving the trash on the table there? That I don't know? Like, am I, am I supposed to be leaving my trash there? Am I being disrespectful by not leaving my trash there? And I don't know that. So I'm asking that person. So maybe that person is like, oh, why are you questioning me? Does not know what to do? You know? So that's why I say, like, it can get annoying because I'm, sometimes I take it to the extreme. So I'm, I'm letting you guys know both sides. I'm never going to just tell you one side, hey, everything's grass is always greener and everything's great over here. Um, there are the downsides to it, but I don't think there are ones that are reasons not to have this mindset. So, um... Yeah. Uh, uh, Mitch Alondo, welcome to the live, or at least towards the end of it. Um, saga of DBZ. Glad you could jump jump in towards the end here. Um, Durf Durfy thirteen SP. A smaller player. What can I do to not get behind the level? Um, Go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash depth and go and watch those videos that Ross has posted over there. He's shot a couple videos on what to do when you're a smaller player, um, but in general, you just have to outthink your opponent and you have to outwork them on the technical, technical side. Um, And like I tell you guys all the time, there's no avoiding the work. There's no special pill. There's no special trick. There's no special thing. Um, it's just doing usually the simple things 
well and doing them repeatedly over and 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 over again. It usually it's the thing that you don't want to do. Do that for a long time and you'll be successful. Like, I don't want to run. I hate running. You guys know in my off season. I talk about it like every single day. I hate it. I never look forward to it. I never want to do it. Even when I'm warming up on the field, I don't like it. I hate running. But I do it every day. Why? Because I hate it. And by doing it every single day for a long period of time, it benefits me. It helps me. And I'm successful because of it. So the things you don't want to do, stick to those first. And then figure, find out how to get those done. Which is a good transition because a lot people say like how do I stay motivated how do I stay motivated and what's motivation motivate you're never always gonna be motivated I'm never motivated to run I'm, I'm never looking forward to run I, I, I probably look forward to run like one time and then five minutes into it I immediately regretted that decision if you need motivation to to do something You're never going to do anything long enough to find success at it. You need to find a reason why you'll do something even when you're not motivated. Put that on a bumper sticker. Um, I was talking to my wife, Serena, about this earlier, and I was thinking about it a little bit more. And the reason why I know a lot of people say a lot of crazy things about me, you know, they have a lot of opinions about how I operate, how I navigate, doing these lives. You know, doing Quincy episodes back when I was in Chicago, doing the vlog balls in San Jose, um, you know, building my company, building my brand, talking about these things, building the business. You know, a lot of people have a lot of, even about my abilities on the field, what they think I can or can't do, or you don't score goals, or you score, you don't do this, you don't do that. For me, I was, when I was with my wife, I was thinking, I don't care what anyone has to say and uh, it hasn't affected me and it doesn't affect me at all is because my why why I'm doing it I'm doing it for my son and I'm doing it for my son's son and my son's son's son and all my family and my you know my kids 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 that's what I'm doing it for and that's who I've been doing it for since I was like 17 even younger, to be honest, since I've been like 12. The way I've navigated, the way I've operated has been because I've been thinking about my son and my son's son. And if I believe what I'm doing is gonna put them in the best position, the best situation, the best circumstances to create the life that they want for themselves, then I will let you hate on me and call me all types of names and doubt me and. I'm an idiot and stupid all along the way. I don't care. I literally do not care because I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for them. And my why is big enough to deal with all of the negativity. It just makes me go, yeah, perfect. If I'm getting all this, the more negativity, the more this, that means I'm doing something right. Right? That's, 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 uh, that's, that's adopt, like I said, everything's perspective. It's adopting a mindset that using negativity, adversity as fuel to prove people wrong, as fuel to be better, as fuel to propel yourself forward. And if your why is big enough 
to overcome whatever's in your, your way. It may take you some time. It may take you a long time, but you can do it. Let's see. So, so I know I've got like two or three more minutes here. So I'll answer a couple more questions and then um, go from there. So Coach Edgar88 asks, how can I get a perfect soccer ball signed by Quincy and Ross? Well, first you got to go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash store. Buy yourself a ball and you, you know, I'll be traveling to a couple of uh, cities on during the year. So if I'm in your city, bring the ball with you to the game. I'll definitely sign it for you. And if you're in the DC area, let me know. If you're not, and I won't be in your city playing the game, then you can mail, you got to mail it into the DC United address. I don't know off my head, so you got to look it up. Um, with a, a self-addressed post-it stamp envelope back to you so I can make sure it's going back to you and uh, taken care of, I'll sign that for you, no problem, and send it out your way. So, Steven underscore 450 uh, why did DC United only sign you for a year? Oh, that's a good one. Well, okay, so let's, I'll try to answer this one quick because there's not much time. But from the perspective of DC United, Let's say I'm 31 this year, I'm turning 32. Um, a year and a half ago, I just came back from a torn ACL, LCL, bicep femoris, popliteus tendon tear, like blew up in the middle of my contract, my, you know, my bigger contract year. So during that prime, I injured and I was out, I didn't play because I was rehabbing. And then when I came back, the new coaching staff and uh, organization management in, I wasn't their guy, so I wasn't involved. Um, I then got traded to Montreal. I played there. And now you're looking at, okay, hey, he's 31 going on 32. Um, he hasn't been with our organization. There's no reason why we have to commit to him beyond a year. So from a business perspective or business decision, Um, at least in the short term, in short term thinking, it would be the right move to only offer me your contract. But you guys know me. I'm thinking long term. So I think long term, it, it's not a great decision. But in the short term, it does make a, it does make a lot of sense from their perspective, you know, in terms of budgets, in terms of uh, players, ability, and just on paper, my age. But then I would tell you, you'd want to focus my number of minutes on my body and the fact that I'm really only physically 28 years old. So there's a lot of things to unpack there, but that's a good question. And I could probably go into more detail on that on a different time. Guys, uh, Instagram still got 58 cents left. So, um, so yeah, we'll start wrapping it up here. Guys, I appreciate having you here. If you made it all the way to this live, we've uh, we've just started our soccer mentors program, so one-on-one -on -one individual soccer mentorship and training. We're doing the so we're only selling ten of the beta right now. Um, it's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B Pro. It's B E P R O. Um, you 
fill out the survey over there. If you, you know, if you're serious about this, like this one's not a, a make-believe program. Like you got to really be dedicated to this to be on the same page with that. Um, so head over there and uh, apply. Have it, and we'll get you connected with Ryan. Guys, thanks so much. I appreciate having you on the live. I'll see you next Thursday. Have your questions ready to go and read the book. Join our Facebook community, and I'll see you next week. Quincy Ameriquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.